Priscilla. We have Bruce live in the locker room and Tallahassee celebrating on the field with the Fleurzy. <laughs> and, and I don't know why. Like, we were able to run the ball so well in the first half, to, especially to the left side. And then all of a sudden, we started to abandon it. And like I said, it, there is some inconsistency. How are they going to approach this game? How are they going to beat this Florida State team? Well, we're going to break you guys. Um, and, and okay, I, that's it. The show is over. In, 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 in the story, we're going to break you guys. Look, and, and I, I'm joking, but it's Lord, the climb, the climb continues, KB. Oh my okay. God! I am sweating. I am... Look, look at my heart. Look, I, look, I, look, I, look, look, look. You know what? Yeah, I, I have so much to say. All right, and welcome back to another episode of Seminole Sideline 365. As always with me is the old man, I am KB, and we are just a couple of days from game day. Once again, a fabulous noon kickoff in Death Valley against the Clubs of Tigers, which should be, even though they're unranked for the first time in God knows whenever, um, I can't remember the last time we played them when they were unranked. 2016 or something like that. I don't know. It's been a while. I would have to fact check that. But uh, but yeah, it's been a while. Um, I you know I think you could debate that they probably should be within the top 20. I don't know if there's 25 teams better than the talent that Clemson has on their team. Maybe they haven't played like a top 25 team. But I think uh, most rational Florida State fans are expecting a tight matchup. Some. If you go on Twitter, would say this is going to be a blowout by FSU. I'm not one of those people. But that is what I think uh, makes the world great, is that you can – well, let me get this out of the way because I've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> you got uh, something to say. Say yeah. it. This is – listen, we live on no sugar, no hugs and kisses. You're, you're, you're hesitant. Get it off. No. Get it off. Sleep at night. So I try to avoid – Twitter and, and gives you know I, I don't I, well I know you don't but when I get on there it just it's so annoying just watching you know it's all I saw this past week was you're either with us or you're against us or you know if you're if you if you're criticizing you know you're you're not a true Florida State fan and it's we we've come into this this world is now if if you're not if you criticize then you're the enemy. Or if you if you're critical, then you're the enemy. If you don't agree with me, you're my enemy. And and I think that that is that is partially what's wrong with today's world is that you can't have an argument with somebody without them thinking you're now their enemy. You can't come to common ground or you can't come, you know, have a debate and then come out a, a, with an saying open discourse. Exactly. Even as a fan base, right. people are saying now are just fine saying, you know. If we were at all critical of last week's matchup or saying Jordan Travis didn't play well or the defense needs to play better or a so-and-so player needs to step up if we want to have a chance at a, a great season, then we're not true fans because we called it out. And once again, we all are armchair quarterbacks. We're, we're all armchair coaches. We're opinions. That's, yeah, we're, we're all opinionated. opinionated. That's exactly. it. Exactly. 
But to say that you're not a true Florida State fan, whatever the hell that actually means, because you are critical of what you saw last week or, or any 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 season, is asinine. Um, it, it's I'd rather be that person that is critical or calls out things that I see versus the person that's constantly going to kiss someone's ass when they don't deserve it or trying trying just to get all. You know the love, and uh, I, I'm sucking up to this person. Go FSU, go FSU. I would rather be the person that can be truthful about what I see, right or wrong, or you know, good or bad, because it's not always going to be easy, guys. We went through years of it not being easy, and you had to call things good and bad. And now, just because you know we're number four in the country, doesn't mean that that still doesn't mean that everything's good, right? And we saw it last week. So I don't want anyone that watches this show. To feel like, you know, you can't have your own opinion. Like, you don't have to agree with what we say. And we encourage you to comment that if you agree or, or disagree with us. But you're not going to be kicked off the channel as long as you keep it civil and you don't, you know, obviously you've F-bombed, da-da-da. But we want to hear your opinions. And that's the difference. You don't have to say, FSU looks amazing every week, da-da-da, da-da-da. That, that's the thing I want to get off. Because that's what I hate sometimes about this fan base is that if you're not with us 100%, you're against us 100%. And I don't think it's all that black and white. There, there's, there could be gray there, right? I don't, let me let me let me add to that. Okay, let me add to that because I I I'm on Twitter X a lot, and I, and I read this stuff and I see it. I I look across mm -hmm. all the media, all the FSU media, official, unofficial. Uh, I look at uh, the opponents' uh, uh, media. I I really spend a lot of time looking at that type stuff, mm -hmm. and and I I'm going to agree with what you say. Okay, every fan is entitled to their opinion. Most of the quote insiders don't have inside access anyways, okay? And they have their sources and all of this. But beyond all of that, I think what you're saying, and I'll say it a little bit harsher, and you can wave me off if you think I'm wrong. There are FSU media sites. This is not the official Florida State media for Florida State University. These are people like us, okay? The difference between us and them is we don't pay our mortgages based on what we're saying or the program we bring out. These other people are hugging and kissing and putting sweetener in their coffee because they're trying to hug and kiss fans to their site. And if that's the type of fan you want, you want fed sugar all the time and that, oh, it's all okay, it's all kumbaya, and you can't say any critical things about the team, then you're not a good fan or yeah. you're not a good host if you do, then go to those channels. We are not that channel. We're going to tell the good. We're going to tell the bad. We're going to tell where we think we need to improve. Just because a coaching staff and Coach Norvell is this person, he motivates by positive reinforcement. He's not going to air out anything. But if you don't think he airs stuff out, there was video out after the BC game where he aired it out, came back with a positive message. But... You know, old-time coaches, they're going to pound on, on players that don't perform well. If That is sports. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like that type of stuff, then go find these other people that spoon-feed you what you want. 
That's up to you. That's the great thing about YouTube. You can find out what you want. But I would say to you, it's better to look at everybody and hear everybody's message than the same message over, over again. Yeah. That's and, it. Yeah. That's and it. like you said, and That's like you all. said, it's not about this channel is going to be negative about everything yeah. of us you. It's just about, you know, not everything is roses, right? And we saw that last and week. And let me, let, me, let me add this. Don't anyone out there dare question us about our loyalty to this team. Don't dare say that I'm not a good fan if I say something. I sat in the stands as a student for an 0-11 season. I was there all the time early, I left late, and that hasn't changed over the course since 1970s when I was there. Yeah. So don't question me or anyone else about their fan, yeah. uh, how good a fan they are. That's, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I don't care how you get your views. I know, I don't care if you're buying them or doing other things to get them, which some of it, the numbers are really kind of weird, but don't accuse other fans or other people because they say something you don't like. And then you start saying, you start lecturing to fans on their opinions. No, we're yeah. not buying that. That, that's the part that gets me. But no. I don't, I don't want to spend all night no. about this. No. I just no. I just think that if you have opinions that are critical, you're allowed to be critical. But like you said, you should also see the positive. There were positives last week. And like I pointed them out. I did a couple tweets. DJ Lundy played a great game. I'm glad he broke the rock. You won, you still won the game. You found a way to win the game. Even though, you know, circumstances, you put some circumstances against you, right? So you found a way to win. You had some defensive standouts. Azaria Thomas played very well as well. So see the positive, but you're allowed to be critical. So don't feel like it has to be black or white. You're allowed to be both things as a Seminoles fan. Don't ever feel like you have to go in hiding because people on Twitter are telling you you can't be critical of the other team at times. That that's the only thing I, I want you guys to be aware yeah. of. And you can uh, come here yeah. if you if you say that. So I don't we I don't, don't, we don't no no. But we oh, don't my. measure what we say. I don't measure what I put on Twitter. I try to be professional. I try to be objective on what I'm seeing and how I'm feeling. Yeah. So if I lose, all of a sudden one of my my numbers go down. I, I don't focus on the numbers. We don't focus on the numbers. Okay. Other we're people, we're not other people, other other sites have to focus on that because they're paying their damn bills that way. Yeah. So, we're not in that position. Yeah. Luckily, we're not in that position. We we're, not just, we just we're not tied. Talk about what we want to talk something. about, and we that's can right. we can that's express we your do. opinions, and we can listen to y'all's comments on this, right. whether you agree with us or not. That's the great part is we yeah. want to hear from you. If you agree with us or not, and, and that's this is your open forum for it because, like you said, we don't have to worry about if FSU cuts us off from media because we're not part of their media, which is great. Uh, so let's get into it. So we have a big matchup this weekend, like I said, with Clemson, unranked Clemson, which, like I said, I think they should be a top 25 team, but you could disagree with that. Let us know the comments. Well, let, let me make a comment on oh, that. God. Since you're, no, just a quick comment. You said maybe they should be. They haven't really done anything to crack the top 25. You're right. They lost right. to Duke handily. They did. And they've right. beaten two teams that You're nobody right. cares about. No, you I, I mean, I this talent-wise, they yeah. have the talent to be a top 25, but you're right. They haven't done anything to say why yeah. they should be in the top 25. No, and go ahead. Right. This is why this is a pivotal game for both teams. Yes. Um, I, I think, yeah, it's, it is. You're right. All of it's on the line. If Clemson loses another game, they go 0-2 in the conference. They're not going to the ACC championship game. I'll say that straight up right now. So 
this is all all they have. They got their one mulligan out of the way with Duke opening week. Yeah, they have a loss in the conference. They and the cannot, conference now is all one big group. Yeah, so they cannot afford another loss. So they and they I, I'm sure that's what Dabo is saying to his players. This this is our season this Saturday at noon. This is the our playoffs, season. right? Yeah, this is every, no, this is not just play. This is ACC. If we right. go, if we really lose this, we can't afford. We're not going to be able to come back from this with a with a top to bottom ACC. No more divisions for Florida State. You come into this and say our playoffs. You know, you move back based on your points last week. You're in the top four still, which is great. But your playoffs and your ACC dreams are on the line here going forward. Now you can afford to lose this game and still make the ACC championship. Great, but it's going to be hard to climb back into the playoff picture if that is your goal with a loss to unranked Clemson. So. If you're looking for something bigger this season, if you're looking for a playoff game, you know, berth this year, you cannot afford to lose Clemson. And well, I do believe that it will be a tougher matchup than I, I believe most people are, are looking at it for. Let me let me add this to your opening statement there, which I think is a good opening statement, and that is this. There's more the other thing that the the, the national media, the guys making the big money, we're not talking about the local beat reporters and all this other stuff, the, the big TV productions, here's what they're going to say out of this. This is the matchup they're making. This is a matchup between a coach who, who has redone the program through the portal and a coach who doesn't believe in the portal that much. Okay? <laughs> that is going to be the collision. If Clemson were to win this game, then he can go out and say, see, this Florida State team was built through the portal. I don't need the portal. Oh, he does need the portal. Okay. I, no, I don't but, think that but, pitch is working but, anymore. That, no. that, the program's been the well, it's not, it, the, it, He has to embrace the portal or he's going to continue to decline as a – they're no more – they're not look, dicey look, anymore. Wait a minute. Like, let, me, let, me, let me say this. Uh, and by the way, your picture got a little real dark there for a minute. Uh, what I'm saying to make clear is this Dabo Sweeney has, has gone on record basically saying, I don't like to build through a portal. Okay. So this is a matchup of a guy who's transformed everything through a portal and a guy who says he doesn't believe in it. That's, that's going to be a very interesting tale at the end of this game. I, I don't think that's really the tail of this game. I do. I think, think I, no, Clemson I don't think it's the tail of the game. I think it's a <laughs> element of the game. If you're not embracing the portal, if he's not embracing the portal after this year, he'll be out of a job in three years. He has to embrace the portal. That That's no longer the storyline. You could have said that two years ago, but seeing the decline of the Clemson program where they're no longer you know going to the national championships and competing for national championships, you can see the decline of their program by not utilizing the portal and just relying on who they can recruit. KB, That's I no longer the story. KB, I agree with you. Every coach has to use it as a tool, but he'll inch his way in and he'll use this game as as a basics of. Uh, oh. I kind of told you so. If he and if he okay. continue, continues to want to push that narrative, then he's going to be out of the job, like I said, in three years because okay. he he will not be able to compete with the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Tennessees. The Florida states who are going to continue to go hard on the portal to get the best. Well, you have to. and even Clemson players who may go into the portal after this now, year. Does Clemson on have any portal guys that are playing? Uh, that's a good question. I so thought under- about that. I didn't look it up. So if anybody out there knows if they got some guy in the portal and he's a starter, throw his name up here in a so, comment. Here's their depth chart 
uh, heading into this. Like I said, you don't see any transfers on it. You have a couple of you know true freshmen. I mean, they still they play five a star number of freshmen. Guys. They get yeah. high four, four or five location. stars, right? So they they have quality right. time that they want to like these freshmen that come to Clemson. They they expect to compete within a year. That's right or two. Um, right. But as you see here, there are no transfers. You know, you have some graduate guys, graduate level guys. Um, but you don't see any portal players because they would. It would, would that be designated on? Yes, there? it would be designated on here. Yes. Okay. So you see okay. a lot of freshmen. You see graduate players on here. So you get you got a lot of graduate level players. Jesus. On there Will Putnam seems like he's been there like ten years, along yes. with Shipley. Shipley These guys, know. holy mackerel! So now, okay, so so when you compare that, when you compare that to Florida State's depth chart, um, and you see the TR next to their name. TR, TR, yeah, TR, yeah, TR, yeah. TR. Transfer, okay. It's, yep. it's, yeah. It stands out to it's you when loaded. you go back and you look at, you don't see any TRs on this on this roster. Either. I don't see one. You don't see any, you know. Okay, uh, there's one. There's one right there. Where you, at oh, quarterback, Paul okay. Tyson, graduate transfer. Here's another one. Demi- yeah, yeah, right. Demike Thomas. At running back, at running back. He's so these transfer. are, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, that, that's a about couple. it. There's, There's a, couple. a couple, but once again, they're not embracing okay. it, say like the Florida state level or, right. you know, uh, at some of these other, like, well, obviously not Colorado, but even at Florida state level, it's getting 10 or 11 guys that can make an instant impact. Well, I, I think, I think if Dabo has a sub, another subpar year or a subpar year, he's going to, as you said, he's going to embrace it, his coaching staff and people are going to say, you need to, you need to step it up. Okay, just step it up. You don't have to do the whole program, but you need to you need to approach this like a pro pro program and start filling holes with guys of experience, not guys coming out of high school. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So, so yeah. Go, uh, uh, let's let's talk about the matchup now. Let's let's talk yeah. directly about the matchup. So, if you remember last year, Florida State goes down early 24 to uh, 14 at halftime. Clemson then puts another 10 on them. Goes up 34-14, and then Florida State kind of battles back there. But um, it's it's kind of out of reach by the time they put that late late offensive spurt on. Uh, and this was at home. Uh, Jordan Travis had a decent game. A little, you know, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, running game, 200-plus yards. Um, but trouble scoring in the first half. DJ is gone, right? We know Cade is now the quarterback. DJ is at Oregon State. He had a hell of a game. Highly efficient, three touchdowns, 203. Um Hurt you a couple times with his legs, once for a touchdown. Will Shipley once again was the uh, one, the probably the player of the game. You could not stop him when you need to stop him. Average six yards per carry, 121 yards. He tore you up last year, um, along within the passing game where he had another 50 plus yards on six catches. The guy is still there. He's still doing what he does. And he's probably one of the top two running backs in the in the ACC. Probably top ten running back in the country. You could say you could bait it. Um, he he's their do it all player. So going into this year's matchup, you don't have DJ, but you still have Will Shipley. You still have Antonio Williams, uh, their, their lean receiver from last year, who's now a sophomore, I believe. And, and Phil Moffa is running yeah, in football Phil, more. As well. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, they're kind of the, they're committing them a little bit more uh, this year. So the, the, biggest, the biggest you know, mystery this year is, is Cade. Uh, how is he going to perform? When you look at the, uh, the Duke performance and, and what he did against Duke, wasn't so hot. I mean, he didn't have a great game. 209, 27 for 43, touchdown interception. He was not able to carry that offense at the level that Clemson expected. You only score seven points on the road at, at Duke. And now Duke, I, I we could do a we'll do a whole separate show, of course, when we play them. And I think Duke's still a very underrated team for what they brought back. 
But for the talent that Clemson has on their roster, for you only put up seven points with what you have. And once again, that was Cade's like second true game starting, I think, or first true game starting. Um, you know, that's a, you know, he did not move the offense. And that's what Clemson's had trouble with the last couple of years, right? New offensive coordinator, moving the offense, getting points on the board. They got rid of DJ. Now he's at Oregon State tearing it up. You bring K, the, the quarterback, your next new quarterback, the guy, is he generational? I think he's a high, you know, he's a five-star guy. Um, not really move this offense efficiently through three games. And now that that is to Florida State's, I think, benefit because you're not dealing with a Trevor Lawrence. You're not dealing with a Deshaun Watson anymore. I don't I don't know if Cade is a generational type quarterback that Florida State has had to face in the past. And I don't think, and now I do think Cade is mobile. I do think he has some wheels that he can, he's he'll be able to escape the pocket if you don't bring him down. But I don't think he's as big and strong and mobile as as say DJ was last year. So Let's look at the matchup. What, what are your initial thoughts looking at this year's matchup between Florida State and uh, Clemson? Well, obviously, we all had this game circled on our calendar. This, to me, is the king of the hill. King of the, king of the hill game, okay? King of the ACC hill game. This Florida State team, as we've said for a long time, has, has been built for this moment. They've been built for this year. And this is their opportunity to go in and flex the muscle and say the hype that came with this team is real, okay? Yep. My concern is what I saw lot last weekend, and I'm not gonna dwell on that. I thought the performance was very flat, okay? It was a very flat performance. They eked out a victory which could have totally ruined their season, but a win is a win, okay? A win by any points is a win. So. We'll take that, but I come into the game where I thought I'd be elated with a high-power, high-octane offense, and I don't feel that way, okay? I don't have the total confidence uh, that I did or I thought I'd have coming in at this point. So I'm a little concerned about how our offense finished the BC game. Now, Jordan Travis went down before the first half, mm -hmm. okay, but he came out and he played. So yep. if 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 he had a problem, then his coaching staff should have dealt with it. And if there was a problem him playing, you should have put in your backup Tate. If you have that much confidence, you, you put in your backup quarterback. That didn't happen. So I assume Jordan Travis was at 90% or better. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But the offense didn't click. They couldn't get the running game going. The passing game wasn't that effective. You know, blah, blah, blah. Now, and they, give, they, given they didn't that, click. They didn't click, okay. but they still put up 31 okay. points. You know, given that's, that, given yeah. that, given that, my biggest concern is the FSU defense. I have been very disappointed in how they are performing. Now, we can break down the units here in a minute if you want. But overall, the defensive performance now, and if you look at the national rankings, I'm not going to throw out a bunch of numbers, but their national rankings defensively are not good. Okay, they're, they're, they're not, not good, good at this they're point, which means th that they are vulnerable and they're playing a talented, despite what everybody thinks, and it's Clemson hate week and all the emotional terms that some of the people put out there, to catch views is this is a talented team that has talented athletes. 
This is their biggest test of the year so far, even though they got beat by Duke. All right. So overall, Florida State's defensive numbers, and eventually, I think the sample is still small. Okay, but we will know more after this game. Where is Fabian Lovett? He's listed now basically as a backup or the or farmer not, not, yeah, or that's not, that's, okay. What I'm not, saying is he hasn't played that many snaps. Okay, so I'm gonna pick on Fabian Lovett a little bit. This is his chance to have a big game and put it on tape for the money year, because that's what he's playing in. Jared Verse. Where are you? This is your game to step up and and go and sack the quarterback and make a big play. These guys, this defensive front, defensive front, and I'm going to add in the offensive front for Florida State have to step up, control the line of scrimmage throughout this game. If they fail to do that, if they fail to do that, which I have a little problem with the offensive line as well as the defensive line. Anything behind that is going to have problems. Okay. There's going to be problems. You're going to leave this team to hang around. Florida State should come out, play their ball, use their talent, and beat this Clemson team. Whether it's by 7, 10, 27, it doesn't matter. Come out, play your game. Yeah, I mean, the numbers don't lie. And some numbers can lie to you. I mean, sack numbers, I, you know, Jared Verse is getting double team chip, da da da. Like okay, I said, but we I, hear I, I, that okay. all the time. I, I get it. I'm tired of hearing it. that. So if, if, okay, if one me, guy, wait, 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 wait a minute. If you one can't tell guy, me to wait when I was wait, starting the wait sentence. A if one guy is getting double teamed all the time, then the other guy on the other side, somebody is free to make a exactly. play. Exactly. So you can't inside. put it all on Jared so, first. Well, I'm, you, I'm you tired have to put of hearing that this line. guy or, you know, I'm tired of hearing that that type of scenario. Well, is it Jared versus fault that they're giving up third and 21s? Who's that on? The coach, the defensive backs, the linebackers? Well, it usually starts up front that there's not enough pressure. Okay? It, if you're not getting pressure up front, if you're not getting pressure up front, a defensive back can only stay with a, with one of these wide receivers so long. It's difficult. It's difficult to track these guys. Okay? Yeah. So, so I'll agree with you. The numbers, I mean, the numbers don't lie. And Florida State, I would say, has played decent competition. LSU, Southern Miss, and Boston College. It's not, you know, it's not like they played three we straight played ranked better teams. Competition. But we you played, played better. better, much better competition, I would say, than Duke has. Uh, or, uh, sorry, uh, Clemson has after the Duke game. Um, I mean, they played Georgia Southern or Charleston Southern, something like that. And you know, like you said, the, the schedule has been great for them uh, thus far after after the Duke game. Um, but Florida State, Stephen has struggled with you know, with BC last week, uh, last week, we saw it, you know, do you rank and opponent yards per uh, yards per play? You rank 84. You're almost getting up six yards per play points, you know, uh, opponent yards per game. You're giving up almost 400 yards a game, which is number, which is 81 in the country, you know, opponent rushing yards per play is almost four, uh, four, four yards per carry, which is 62. So like you said, it, it, the numbers, three games doesn't make a trend, but That's, I think yeah. four games does. So go, I think this is a big week, not just for the program, not just for Mike Norvell, 
but for the defense, because I, I, I think the offense, once again, we can hark on the offense for not clicking last week, but they still put up 31 points. It wasn't always pretty. It wasn't always, it didn't look great, but they still did their job for the most part. They still put up 31 points. Right. If you put up 31 right. points against you BC, should win. you should you win, win that game. And yeah. they did. And they did. But the defense, they have to step up. They have to show, we because I, I forgot who said it, but they, I, I don't know if Jared or someone on the team said, we feel like we're the best defense in the country. These numbers don't show that. These numbers, I don't care who you've played for the first three weeks, but these numbers do not show you are even the no. top 10 defense in the country. Right. So, Right. And like I said, three is a small sample size, but four is a quarter of your season. So if they don't go into Clemson and put up and contain that offense with a young quarterback and some younger receivers, you know, and the offense is still trying to find its footing, then I'm concerned that this is who they are as a defense. This will become a trend because right now it, it's a trade of this defense, but it's not the trend. But if they go out to Clemson, they do not contain Cade and will and these receivers, then I'm afraid that this will become the identity of this defense. And once again, it's not like this defense is missing a ton of players. You were only out a keen dent on the back end, right? It's not like, and I don't know, they're saying Fabian Lovett was coming back. He didn't work out, you know, in the fall because he was injured and still coming back. That's what I had heard. But, I don't know and and they true, were, man. they were the flu last week going around. Mm. Okay. I got it. I, you know, there's always going to be these things you hear, you know, regardless. That's why come out and show us why you believe you are the top, you are a top 10 defense or like their words, the top defense in the country. Because right now the numbers don't support that claim. And I want to believe it. I want to believe that Fabian Lovett, that Brandon Fisk, that Jared Verts, that that line can dominate whoever's on the other side of them. I want to believe that what I see from Tatum Bethune, what I see from DJ Lundy at times is what they can be consistently. The things why we brought in, uh, you know, Cypress. You know, Cypress sometimes gets – but I want to believe that that back end, those guys on the back end can do their jobs as well, just like they did against LSU and shutting down their receivers for much of that game. I want to see it all come together, but this is their weekend to prove that against a team that you have not beat in almost 10 years. This is the weekend to prove it to the country as well as to yourselves that this is who we're going to be for the rest of the season. I mean, that, that's, yeah, that's uh, all. Uh, I think – yeah, I, I – th- this is, like I say, football is kind of a basic game. It doesn't change really from Little League all the way through the pros. And you hear it all the time. There's a lot of cliches. Some of them are very true, and that is control the line of scrimmage. Okay? We have not been controlling. Would you agree or disagree? We have not really effectively and consistently controlled the line of scrimmage in any game so far. It's hard to say because it's not like I'm watching, you know, I'm re-watching the game three times. Can say okay. So but I went, no, I would I, say I, we're giving up. We have a control contained run games. From we're, we're not a dominant line on either side of the ball is my opinion. Okay. As of yet. And, and, it's and, not and, been proven. Yeah, uh, and no one has proven to me that we are. This will be, this, this, what did a Dagby say there? She, she said there, Clemson is deflated and all this other stuff. I don't think that talented, yes, but deflated, unspirited, and lacking experience. They they are lacking experience in certain areas, but they have experience in others. Okay, they're not they're not going to be down for this game. That the, that place is going to be rocking it's at noon. It's, it's a hottest ticket. It's going to be a big nationalized televised game. So 
this place is going to be rocking. There's going to be no lack of emotion or spirit on either side of the ball. The question is, who are the players that are going to show up for the big moment? And my concern is, I'm hoping if our defense is inconsistent, as they have been at times, that our offense is clicking. We have to control the ball more. We can't get the ball one time in the first quarter like we did against BC. I, I think Clemson is going to try if keep the ball away from us because I think they, they believe they can move the ball on our defense. They can handle our line up front. If Clemson has any experience, they have it on the offensive line, okay? My understanding is they have... Their offensive line is fairly intact from last year, and, and they're pretty good there. Now, one of the things that has been an issue that could come into this game, Clemson this week, they have had kicking game problems, especially in the field goal department, even in the extra point department. They went out, contacted a former kicker who still had eligibility, and yeah. brought him in. Okay. I don't think they've completed a field goal this season. No, they've missed all They ranked 132 in the, yeah. in the NCAA. So, they haven't so completed a field goal. They before. went out and got this guy who's at home, online courses. I assume he's enrolled in Clemson. He's officially enrolled, which he'd have to be to play. He is now working out on campus. He kicked. He's made a bunch of practice field goals. He's their kicker coming into Saturday. Yeah. So advantage Florida State, I think, in the kicking game if it comes down to that. But this guy's going to be a little nervous, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see how he plays. Yeah. All right. But I'm looking at our roster now, our depth chart. And, you know, all of these guys were celebrated coming into this year. This is the game they need to stand up, show up, and show out, as they say. This is the game. And we can't be allowing the Clemson offense to run first down after first down after first down, making impossible third down and 15, third down and 20 plays in this game. Yeah. If we do that, we're going to have some problems. Well, I think to and I think FJA and B. Right bring up a good point. We did force a lot of third downs last week. We just didn't get off the field with those third. Downs. Well, you you we can force we, a lot of third downs, but if you're not getting off the well, field, well, and that's what they're saying. It's a make? scheme. It's that third down scheme was was not correct last week, and that's something that needs to be fixed. And you would hope, with this coaching staff, Adam Fuller, Novell will get together and they'll figure that out. Brandy Shannon and crew, and they'll figure out what is the right packages for getting the team off the damn field when you force that many third downs because. Like, like B. Riley says, they forced 24 fourth, third and fourth downs last week. And you, you a, lot of the, a lot of those times, you were like, this should be a fourth down coming up because of the yardage. It's third and 10, third and 14, third and 20. Just couldn't get off the field for some reason. You, the scheme broke down. So, so I think that that is a good call uh, by FJA. You know, and a lot, of those, a lot of those passes, if I remember correctly, a lot of them were these kind of these slants across the middle where the middle the middle receiver seems wide open at times i mean just unbelievable yeah and, and when we talk about clemson too so I, I think too we have to look at clemson who they are this year as a team once again they've they played duke who's a top 25 team wasn't ranked to begin the season but is now um but since then you know 
who have they played? They've played Charleston Southern and FAU. Um, both blowouts, both games that they struggled to get going offensively in those games, but obviously those ended in blowouts. Um, and both are played. They played now. This will be the third straight home game. The only game on the road was at Duke opening weekend, and they lost that game. When you look at their stats, even with that softer schedule, they are not highly ranked at any historic, you know, any of the main categories that you look at compared to FSU. And once again, you could say that um, who you play does affect that. Um, but you would think based on who they've played that they would be ranking higher in this based on that soccer exactly. schedule. So exactly. you look at what, some of the things that stand out to me with this is their sack percentage on defense. They rank 122nd in sack percentage right now. Wow. When you think of Clemson, when I think of Clemson, I think of dominant defensive line, dominant defensive ends, and guys that get to the quarterback. Dexter so, Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, so far, they have not been able to get to the quarterback. Now, like I said, sacks don't ever don't always take uh, you know show the real number because look at their opponent's pat yards per pass that ranks at four point eight yards per pass that ranks number six in the country. So they're not giving up when when guys are getting off passes, but they're going they're throwing short. Now that could be a factor of the competition they're playing. Guys are throwing shorter. These guys you know don't have elite receivers and around. Getting rid of able. the pass quick, exactly. short. Yeah. So I think that's where that number plays into the competition level. Uh, but you th- look at other things on the offense, and you brought up the field goal conversion side. They have a converted field goals here, so that could definitely come into play here. Um, other things I look at here in terms of they're struggling a little bit on the rushing game. Now the, the rushing defense you think historically has always been pretty strong, and but Florida State was uh, was able to get some of that going last year. So opponents to rushing yards per game, they rank 80th, giving up 4.3 yards per game. That's worse than Florida State is this year on our line. Opponent rushes per game is at 33. That's 56 in the country. And rushing yards per game altogether is at 141 yards per game. That's 70th in the country. This Clemson team is susceptible to the run or appears to be susceptible to the run based on what the numbers tell us. This is the weekend. And this is the this is the debate. You can let us know in the comments. that I, And I keep saying that I, I sound like a – fucking parrot when i say this but this is the weekend that the run game has to get going this is the weekend and i don't care if it's trey benson i don't care if it's kazai i don't care if it's hill i don't care if it's to a feeling the run game has to get going one thing i observed and once again i'm just a chair coach i am you know i'm sitting here with my own opinions this isn't a criticism of anyone's you know how they play who they are da, da, da. but it's i feel like trey benson's a little bit tippy toey at the line he is not hitting the hole as hard as I think I saw him last year doing it. I don't know what that might be. That could be a wrong observation, but that's what I see when I watch the game. I don't feel like he's attacking the holes when I see them open like he was last year. It seems like he's hesitating. He's looking for the right, the perfect space, and he's not breaking it as quickly as he did last year. Let me know if you disagree with me on that, which is why and that when I see Hill play, I see Hill, he's quick, he's he, he's shifty, he, he's cutting the field when he sees it, and he's getting more yardage that way. I, I still think they're rotating, trying to find who is going to be our lead back. I do also believe this is why they're missing Trey Treshawn Ward this year. Treshawn was that gadget back. You can put him in first before Trey, and he would find the hole, and he would cut right through it, regardless of how big that hole was. And I do think this team does miss the Treshawn Ward on this team. Maybe Hill could be that guy, even though he's, you know, he's more of a bowling ball type. He does have speed. Maybe Kazai could be that guy. But I do think that Trey misses that Treshawn compliment to his game because he just seems a little bit hesitant finding those holes this year. But I do think Clemson is susceptible to the run. And Florida State needs to have that consistency to open up the playbook 
and not be so predictable in offense. That that is one of my observations if they are going to win this game. Uh, yeah, I think they have to have. I don't know. I'm going to say 125 to 150 yards rushing the football against Clemson. You know, to win the game. I don't care how they get those 150 yards. It can be anybody by committee, as far as I'm concerned. There has been criticism out there across the board mm-hmm. that that Trey Benson is not the Trey Benson of last year, whatever the reason may be. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the reason is, uh, uh, but uh, there is criticism of Trey Benson. If you start to look at, you know, what we're hearing and everything, and, and I'll tell you right now, you get nothing out of the press conferences with Coach Norvell. That's not a criticism of Coach. It's just that's how... Most coaches are. They give you little or nothing, especially <laughs> when, especially when the questions are all softballs that are coming up. They're beach ball types that are leading questions that are just easy. They're easy leading questions by media with access, and uh, it's the same guys asking the same questions. Uh, there must be like four guys in there, and three of them are from one organization. Because I keep hearing the same names. Well, you know, at least, it's, nobody, at least it's, nobody's it's been weird. banned. What? Well, they're, they're afraid now. You saw the situation at USC where Riley banned a uh, media reporter from uh, the sidelines. So. There you go. <laughs> no, there you go. If Yeah, if a coach doesn't like you, he tells the media, don't credential the guy. And yeah. that's how it is. So what what you get very little out of those they're very boring i watch them every day if i was doing this and i had to go there every day i would be like i can't do this because you're getting nothing out of it now we don't have and then we on top of that you don't get any information uh about injury reports like you would like you would in the pros that have to put that stuff out they have to well listen to me now don't don't this is like semi-pro football. Okay. You know, people people are betting on these games. We're not a betting site. We don't encourage betting. We're not uh, financial analysts. But people, if you don't know some of this stuff, it affects these lines, yeah. which now the NCAA has no problems with betting and gambling on college football. So you get little out of that staff. So we're left with rumors and other stuff. I don't want, and I see everybody with shirts and all this, no excuses, no explanations. Okay, well then don't start spreading rumors right after the BC game that uh, there was a flu bug going around, you know, and, and you know, okay. but this, but Where's no, this I'm just saying. Where's this point going? The point <laughs> is, it's t- the point is this, it's time for this football team to step up and win this game by whatever points you need. You're the number three, number four team in the damn country. Your numbers don't reflect it, okay? So it's either put up or shut up and get out of the way. That's what it is, okay? Now that's not hugs and kisses, and some people may not like that, but that's what this is about. Because if they go in there and stink up this game and lose this game, I don't care if they lose by a point, then the fan base is gonna start calling names okay and and then all of a sudden the huggers and the kissers are going to start coming out too i i agree with you because based on the numbers we see based on the based on the numbers we see from the clemson offense and defense this is not a dominant team based on what we've seen observed them playing as this is not a dominant team this is a game 
Florida State has to win. I, I, regardless of the year. Haven't beat them in almost 10 years. This is a game primed to beat if you are what you say you are, a truly great team, a top five team. To your point, if they do not come out and win this I don't care if they win by a point or 100 points. We are going to have to sit down and have a come-to-Jesus moment and say, we are not who we say we are, right? And just decide what has gone wrong. But I want to, but I'm not going to put that in my back of my mind because I do believe that we have the talent, we have the we have the players to win this game, and I do believe that the coaches have to put them in the right position. Like we talked about third down schemes, we have to put the right plays in order to get the players off the field because we have the talent. Hopefully, we get the two offensive linemen back. Hopefully, we have the Keen Dent back. Hopefully, we're fully healthy, flu or no flu. We're fully healthy, we're back, and we go in and we can beat this Clemson team. Because after after Saturday, after Saturday, there is no more excuses. There is no more excuses. I and I hope everyone agrees with that. There shouldn't be. Well, this guy got hurt. There's no more excuses after Saturday. You go in there, you beat Clemson, and you move forward. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Listen, when we look at everything that we've already looked at here, there is absolutely no reason. Given the talent, given the talent, okay, that we've been told over and over and over and over again, because we only go by what we're here. And we've seen and we've seen what we see see is there's no reason if Florida State team doesn't go in there, covers the spread, which is two and a half points. Okay. They cover the spread two and a half points and win this game and come home with a W. Absolutely no reason, no excuse. No explanation. No, oh, if this didn't happen. Now, one of the things that I, I thought was interesting in the in the week's Coach Norvell press conferences is he said this. He goes, it's when they had those big busts early in the BC game, gave up big chunks on pass plays yeah. and, and third down plays. He said, listen, he told them, I don't remember what the question was, but we have gone. Oh, it's not like we haven't seen this, what they were doing. We, we went over the sequence of how to handle this. At least he said, he put out a number like 90 times. We went over this in practices 90 times. And he goes, Oh, we had some miscommunication, a breakdown. I'm going like, what? You know, I mean that, Whoever broke down and missed out on that, whoever that guy was, he shouldn't be out there. Yeah. The guy can't be out there. Yeah. If, if he can't, he's not learning what you, and that's your fault as coaches that if he's not out there. Yeah. But, you know, it's it was kind of a weird answer, but it was funny to hear. It's always the same words. Get better. We got to clean up. Communication. We got to communicate better. This team has the spirit to do this, and I know they will. So this is the game. They should win this game. Go in there, take the crown off the head of the king, and and move on down the road. That's right. how it should go. Well, let's do it then. So, what is your key to the win, or who is your who do you predict the winner to be, and what is your key to that victory? Your you know, keep it brave. I, I believe the offense will show up. The offensive line will be average plus. I think Jordan will use his feet a little bit more in strategic situations. Uh, I think uh, uh, Coleman and Wilson will do damage down the field. The tight ends will get in and we'll get at least 100 to 125 yards rushing. The defense will step it up in this game. 
I see the score being about 30, 31 to 21. 10 point, 31 to 21. Yeah, I do see this as... Florida State win. If if Florida State clears 35 points, I believe that they will win this game. But I do believe that ha- they'll have to put up 31 plus points to win this game, just like at BC. Um, I, I do believe the offense will come to play. I just, what I want to see on Saturday, and what I think the key to your what you kind of brought up, is that I want Jordan Travis to beat Jordan Travis. I don't want him, it feels like he's not, he's trying to be something else. Like he's not embracing that he is a dual threat quarterback at times, right? Like if he sees an opening or, or, or like sometimes he doesn't see portions of the field. Like he, I don't feel like we're fully embracing like the big play threat he has with his legs. And I, I don't know if he's trying so hard to be that in the pocket quarterback that, you know, and he can't be it sometimes. I don't know, but I do believe that the offense will come live. Keon Coleman's not going to have, not have a zero catch day like he did last week. If he does, we definitely lose the game. I believe that we'll draw plays to get him the ball. I believe Johnny Wilson will have a good day. And I do believe that we will scheme our tight ends to be involved in the middle of the field. I, I believe we'll find all three of those facets in this office will come alive against this, this def, uh, against this Clemson team, because I believe that they potentially have been holding a little bit back or scheming something for this Clemson team. They'll have it ready. And I believe there'll be something along the lines of 35, 31. I do believe it'll be close in the fourth quarter, but I, to your point, I believe the offense will do enough to make up for potentially some of the issues that the defense may be working through. But I do think the offense will come to play. Jordan Travis will lead this team. And the playmakers that you've brought in, Jaheim Bell, Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, will step up and do what they need to do to win this game. That is my prediction. Yeah, uh, you know, the the national people and, you know, the people who do uh, gambling for a living – they still see Florida State as a ten to one odds to win the national championship, and they can. So they they still they believe in this team. Well, I mean, they're and I still believe in the yes, team. And you no believe reason. in this yes. team. We're just we're just calling them out. That's how we coach. That's how that's that's who we are. If we were in that locker room, if it was my team, I would be talking using the same tones, the same language, with of course all the positives as needed. But this is who I am. I'm not going to change who I am on this program. I'm not going to change who I am if I were coaching kids. That's who I am. That's that's what it's about for me. And I get it's a different style and everything. And I want to say this, which I found this as a sideline. So we both have Florida State winning this game. They must win this game. This is an absolute must-win game for so many reasons we've already mentioned. But in terms of how NIL has changed this college football game, I don't know if you saw it. I was watching the 60 Minutes interview with Coach Prime. And I just want to mention one thing. NIL, his son, Shadu Sanders, the quarterback, is driving as part of his NIL deal. He's driving, I've never heard of it before, a mercedes Maybach? Have you ever heard of that? Yes, Maybach? Yes. Maybach. Yes. I've never heard of that model. It's like $190,000. Now, that's where the college football game is. Okay? So, you know what? Just, just say, well, people can't, shouldn't criticize student athletes. Really? <laughs> okay? You know, but that's incredible. Okay. But 
Florida State wins this game. We come home 4-0, and we get guys who are supposed to step up who do step up. Yeah. Well, and B. Riley, to that point, like I said, I don't think the coaching staff try to change Travis. I think we've seen what Travis is. He is a good-to-good-plus passer, but he is not a elite passer, and I don't think he will be. And I think they need to – the way he can – if he wants to be an NFL player is by using both those parts of his game. He is not going to beat you in the pocket at the NFL level. No. Full time. He's not going to beat you passing 40 times no. from the pocket. I, I think that's fair to say. That's not watch, who he is. Watch he why Lamar have, Jackson is getting all the big he's, money he's because not he Caleb, uses his feet. He's not Caleb Williams. And, you know, Jordan Travis is a guy with a good arm who can also beat you with his legs. And that's what this coaching staff, I think, needs to continue to embrace from him. And, yeah, and, it, and, it, you know. if you see it, that's the threat that opens up a, a, the opposing defense is th- the threat that he could run and they have to put a spy on him or do something else. Because if he sees an open avenue, he should just dart through it. And then if he thinks he's going to get hit, just slide. Just go down. You don't so, have to take massive hits. But we'll see. We'll see. I think, like like we said, we both predict Florida State coming out with the win. We think the offense will show up. will click. Use these playmakers they have. And I think the defense will do enough to contain. Like, you shut down Shipley, I think you easily win the game. If he runs wild, then it's going to be a shootout. Absolutely. He'll, he'll, it'll be a shootout. But I do think that Florida State has the talent coaching staff to win this game like they should. They should go in there expecting to win this game and put on the show if they, you know, as, as, as they can. So, uh, yeah, let us know, though, what your predictions are, what your, you know, comment below. If you're watching this post live, if you're watching live, let us know in the comments what your score predictions are because I'm interested. And obviously, we'll be doing a post game reaction either right after the game or uh, on Sunday just to recap our thoughts and feelings. And you guys can join that and give us your thoughts. But hopefully, we're celebrating a win right after the game. Hopefully, we're 4 0. And uh, we come out of that, we come out of that, that strong. So uh, yeah, but let us know your score prediction, your keys to the game in the comments, because uh, I'm interested in that. We'll we'll comment you back and give us your give our thoughts to those, and then we'll bring those up. And we'll talk about those after the game based on the result and see what came true and what didn't come true. Um, but yeah, anything you else you want? The king's to, uh, going down, bro. The king is going down. Take the crown off and leave town. Okay. And right. let Dabo explain it, okay? Because the worst thing you want to see is a Dabo win. That guy, I, he, he's in my category. He is, oh, the greatest game ever. We, our team, I'm so proud. I, I, I will turn it off. I, I can't. I, I won't can't be able to watch him. it. I, I won't be able to watch him. it. I, I, I don't want. I, I won't be able to watch it. I can't stand him. So. And that's not going to happen. So that's not going to happen. Well, thanks, y'all, for joining us again. We will see you on Saturday after the game. Hopefully. It will be with a W. I'm going to positive mindset, positive mindset. So, y'all, enjoy your Thursday. Enjoy your Friday. We'll see you Saturday. Enjoy some good food with your game. If you're there, good luck. Hopefully, you're not in Death Valley because I wouldn't want to be there. But enjoy the game. Enjoy the rest of your week. And we will speak with you soon. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. And we appreciate you in your comments. Take care, y'all. Go Knowles. And we'll, we'll see you on Saturday.
All right, good job, man. I don't know why. Oh. Hey, 